I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 192. Uh, this week with another episode, we got my guest Mike Hertz of the band Part-Time Custodian. They are an indie rock band with what I would describe as a slightly country and almost southern sound. Uh, Mike has been playing as a singer-songwriter up and down the East Coast for many years now. And uh, his storytelling, I would say, is definitely a large influence on the band's sound. So, um, yeah, hopefully you like it. I featured two of the band's tracks on here. One is uh, called Window Seats, and then the other is called As Bad As You Want It. And the Spotify links and all that stuff will be in the episode notes. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to get Mike on the show because uh, this Saturday in Philadelphia we're playing a show together. At the Grape Room, with friends and former guests of the show, the Mac Brothers, as well as Ha Ha Charade, who will be headlining. Uh, the show starts at 8 p.m. My band Hollow Truths is in there as well. I think we go on like third, something like that. But uh, if you're in the area, it's a great bar in the Yunk, in the Manny Yunk, and uh, should be a good time. Uh, we'll also be playing Friday night um, in New York City. We'll be posting on the band page about that as well. But in any case, uh, for this episode, uh, certainly here to promote Saturday's show in Philly. Um, so if you are friends or fans of Mike's, uh, definitely think about coming out. And uh, if not, hopefully enjoy the conversation. Regardless, it was definitely a good one. Kind of talked about Mike's origin story and uh, all the things that he's been up to of late. And uh, of course, our general shared philosophies on the music scene as a whole. Um, but yeah, hopefully yourself are doing okay, staying sane, staying positive, uh, weather's starting to warm up here in the East Coast, which is nice. Uh, the last three things that I always mention uh, on these episodes is that uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is the video arm of this entity, and uh, we're doing music videos up and around the DMV, so if you need any new video content, we can definitely hook that up. And then uh, Truly Strings Guitar Shop is the sponsor of the show based in Laurel, Maryland, where I take all my guitars. And uh, if for some reason you're looking for a part-time Rockstar t-shirt, those are also available on the Shopify link in the episode notes. Without any further rambling, we'll get to the conversation with Mike, a part-time custodian. thing that i said for the podcast stuff yeah but no i got it looks great yeah free form conversation just talk about whatever cool nothing crazy so now so so your band's called the hollow truths right hollow yes yep. i love that name how'd you guys come up with that name well actually it's related to philly 
in uh, a roundabout way because uh, my favorite band of all time is called Mischief Brew, and they were uh, a funk, folk punk band from there. And the uh, the first song I heard of theirs was called Thanks Bastards, and there's a lyric in there that's called like uh, it basically goes like from your eyes we despise your hollow truths and honest lies. So I was like, all right, like it. seems like a good lyric. Good band name. Sometimes lyrics, yeah. Sometimes lyrics do make good band names. I've had I've had that thought a lot of times. That's cool. But uh, yeah, I guess obviously I gotta ask about your band name off off the get go. Um, if you're uh, in the the janitorial uh, occupation or just now, nah, actually, I'm a by by day I'm a high school English teacher. I teach high school nice. English in New Jersey, and uh, we were. When we were putting the band together, we had a bunch of different names we were throwing at the wall. And uh, I kept getting emails for a part-time custodian at the school I work at. Gotcha. And I, th- I threw it out there to the band. And I was like, if you're a part-time custodian, you got like one foot, you're grinding, and who knows what you're doing with the rest of your time. And I'm like, that's kind of like us as a band. Like, we all we all grind. We all do the dirty work, and then we go play music. So right. <laughs> it kind of worked. Yeah, it works perfectly. It's the, uh, the ethos ethos of this thing, for sure. Right. I mean, right. When I saw when I saw the name of the, of the pod, I was like, "Oh, perfect fit." Yeah, man. But uh, thanks for you know chatting real quick. Um, I don't know how much time you got, but it doesn't really matter. We could talk for ten minutes or an hour. We guess uh, we'll see. But mostly, yeah. I just wanted to get yeah, some. I got, uh, I got some time. I got some time. Yeah, mostly I just wanted to get some content going for you know for the internet for this uh, show this weekend. Um, I'm not sure if you're friends with one particular band or if you just haphazardly jumped on the bill. But um, yeah, I think we got we got placed on the bill. We've played the Grape Room before. We played Philly and uh, okay. a lot of South Jersey, Central Jersey um, right spots on. before, and. Uh, I think about a year ago we played the Grape Room, and so uh, yeah, they, I think uh, the booking uh, manager just threw it on there, and uh, I was just listening to some stuff. And my sounds like a good fit, so I have some friends, Maniunk and uh, Fishtown and stuff like that. So I'm um, I'm pretty stoked to. Uh, I, I always like that spot. I don't know if you have you guys played there a lot. Uh, we played there last year, and it was honestly like probably our top five, if not top three, like best show we've ever played. At least just for the yeah, fu- fun aspect. So, yeah. It's got a cool vibe. It's got, you know, it's got that dive bar with a sweet stage and uh, kind of like a built-in, like, nice little group of people. Yeah, I loved it. So I'm, I'm excited to play it. Are you, how many how many people are in your band? Uh, for this show, we should have four. I'm hoping. Okay. Yeah, we're four, too. Um, now... Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we just finished recording so for some content, I guess. We just finished uh, recording a new EP, six songs, and we, uh, we're we just in the mixing process, and we're going we to get it mastered and pay all that good money. And then um, we're going to probably put out this new thing, I guess summertime is looking like. So that's, we'll be playing some songs off of that and some of our, off of our first, uh, our first EP. Yeah, man. Before we get into your uh, music real quick, I uh, just wanted to, you, you said you were in Philly or you're in Jersey? I live in North Jersey. I'm up in New Jersey, like way up. 
I live in okay. like um, kind of a rural. Actually, I live in a town called Newton, which is way up in like northwest New Jersey. Kind of a little like a uh, blue collar town, surrounded by mountains and farmland and stuff like that. Yeah, I've only been through like the western side or maybe the northern side of Jersey like once, and I was all I was shocked at how nice it was. As uh, as you know, Jersey doesn't always get the best reputation, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, I know, I know that. Man. Yeah, we get the <laughs> shit. We get the worst of it. Now, this is a this is a pretty nice area where I live. A lot of beautiful hiking trails. Yeah. A lot of nice uh, mountain spots for sure. That's cool. And the whole band's there, or just you? Uh, uh we're scattered about. Um, yeah. So the drummer lives not too far from me. Our lead guitarist lives in Somerville, and our bassist is like you know somewhere in between. So we're not too yeah. far. We're we're in like a forty five minute radius, give or take. Right on. You have to come out uh, that way sometime. But um, so far, we're just uh, venturing out, you know, a little bit here and there. You guys play, uh, you ever go to play New York City? Uh, we're going to play there again Friday. Uh, is our plan for the weekend. Where are you playing? Uh, Rockwood Music Hall. No, oh, Rockwood's great. Yeah, I love Rockwood. I play there solo a lot, like uh, it's kind of like solo, yeah. sort of like singer songwriter folk, folky stuff. Um, yeah, I love all the awkward spots. We played yeah. Arlene's last year; that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I mean, without getting too much into the weeds of it all and the politics, or not politics, but maybe like the um, financial aspects of it, just seemed like you know that would work best for us on our first or second go. I think we played the gutter. Yeah last time at Brooklyn, which was cool. Um, okay. It's not, I think it's near Brooklyn bowl. Okay. In Brooklyn. I don't know where that is. Um, but it's like, I think it was called the gutter bar. It has like two names. So, I, I don't know, but that was a decent spot. And then we were thinking like, um, there's another bigger place up in, in New York city, but I can't remember the name. I think it was Bowery. Yeah, Bowery has a couple different rooms, um, and there's some where it's like you know if you don't really have a big draw, but they'll let you come in and hop on a bill, right. which is good for bands that don't like necessarily aren't going to pull in a ton of people and just want to play and develop a following. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen some cool shows there. Well, so yeah, we were kind of going back and forth. We figured we'd try Rockwood, see how she goes. That's awesome. Um, well, are you, are you and stage one is like tight. But uh, yeah. what's cool is it, even if there's like 10, 15 people, it feels nice and full. So it's like a exactly. sweet room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we just told him we're going to bring out pretty, basically nobody. So just stick us wherever you want us. And, you guys should uh, play uh, John and Peter's in New Hope. Oh, yeah. there. No, is that in Jersey or, or New York? That's, uh, that's in New Hope, PA. So it's right across the bridge from Lambertville, New Jersey. Right it's not too far from. It's not too bad for, for you guys. Um, we we play there like kind of regularly now, and it's a yeah. it's a sweet place. It's like this basement kind of venue, um, but with a dive bar upstairs, and people just pass the hat, and you end up making some pretty good cash. It's pretty pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a hop, skip, and a jump. We just flew back from Austin, so compared to that, I am like definitely down. So, oh hell yeah, that's a trip. Did you guys go to South by? Yeah, just to hang out with some of our friends and play a show or two. So, 
That's awesome. Yeah, I've never been. I've just heard stories and seen stuff, but that must have been a, a wild time. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta keep our drummer um, out of certain uh, certain. Uh, well, I can say, but I might have to. He told me not to mention. <laughs> he told me not not to mention his uh, escapades on this thing. So I'll have to bleep that section Wait. out. But well, should, yeah, edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to get guys in my band to loosen up a little bit. It's funny because like we have we have a mix of age ranges, you know, and like I'm the only dude in the band who's not married. Uh, I was married. Not too much of my personal shit, but like you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get these guys to you know like they're they're all very um stiff, sweet dudes. Yeah, a little bit not. Sometimes they just like they want to play. And they're happy. They enjoy it. Have a drink. Yeah. Go home. Like, dude, let's 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 let loose one time. Yeah, you know, let's have a little bit of. Normally, it's, just, it's probably because there's driving involved. So it's like, what are we gonna do? It's like, unless we're crashing. But yeah, I'm gonna stick around on that. The grapefruit. <laughs> Hell yeah! I might find a place. I might find a place to crash. Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, what time? What time do you guys go on? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I think I think you guys kick it off at eight. And then I think we got like a ten yeah, o'clock kick, kick a slot or ten yeah. o'clock slot maybe something like that. Yeah, so I should, I should um, be drunk by then. That's my plan. Perfect. Yeah, we got a a killer spot like a super like cozy Airbnb last time up in Maniunk, and we were like shocked and appalled at how nice like the neighborhood was. Really? Because like I was more accustomed to like South Philly in some respect. At least that's my perspective mm-hmm. of the city. So when we went up mm-hmm. on the north side. I was like, "This is like Hipsterville. This is like a little college town over here." Yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm sure your car can still get jacked or whatever, but it was like, you know, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I'm up in the air if I'm gonna stay the night or not. I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna feel it out and see how the evening goes. But I have a I have a possible possible crash spot. We'll see how that pans out. Well, you might be able to crash with us. We'll we'll talk at the bar. We'll see uh, right. how many hooligans are piling in with us. But I think I would say there's a very statistically good chance that we'll have room if hey, if you need man, it. I'm, we'll see. So, I appreciate that. Um, just don't don't tell the Airbnb. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think they we'll listen to this. Out. I don't think they listen to my <laughs> channel, so we're good to go. I think it's great you're doing a podcast, man. How long have you been doing this? Uh, pretty much since, like, the start of the pandemic. It was, like, a month before that. That was, like, almost like a godsend that I started it. Because then it was like, well, there's nothing else to do. So I'll talk to people on the internet. And it just gained more inertia, I think, because of that. Think, I think the idea of doing it leading up to a gig and like uh, and throwing it out there to the people you're going to share bills with is a really cool idea. It's a good, good community building, you know, also like promotional tactic. I appreciate it. I think it's cool. Yeah, no problem, man. I mean, it started because I wanted to help my friends' bands out a little bit. And then I once I realized yeah. exactly what you just said, I was like, oh, shit, why doesn't everybody do this? Because, you know it kind of goes where even when you do play a show with somebody, it might be four or five bands and the odds of getting to talk to 
somebody in a somewhat coherent and sober manner in a somewhat quiet area uh, are kind of, you know, few and far between. And you end up, like, not really making friends, even though you've played together. I can't count how many times. Yeah, I just won't even remember somebody. I'm just like, shit. It's kind of my fault, but it's also, like, this makes it just so much easier, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now I'll know you when I see you, and that's that's smart. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, do you guys uh, do you guys have like a primary? Uh, how do you guys write your songs? Do you have like a primary songwriter in the band? Do you do you kind of co-write stuff? Yeah, you're looking at them. Um, you write them all? Yep, so far. Um, I I've debated changing the band name to my own name for many years, but I kind of like the anonymity, and also it's like a rotating cast of characters, or at least yeah. it has been. So. It's kind of fun. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. It's been, from from my perspective, I've been like traveling around doing the solo singer-songwriter thing for a long time. I put out a bunch of solo albums, but uh, yeah. the band is like a relatively new project. It's like a post-pandemic band. And uh, so we've been splitting songwriting with me and uh, the other founding member, Joe, who's a great guitar player, multi-instrumentalist. Nice. Um so we've been like splitting songs. So he'll bring songs to the table. I'll bring songs to the table. Sometimes we uh, we kind of hack away at them together. It's been a cool process from doing it myself for a long time. So it's been fun. Yeah, let's get into it a little bit. I mean, obviously, I want to get your background. You know, not necessarily the um, complete Joe Rogan three hour background, no. but no, but uh, maybe the TLDR of it all. Um, yeah. I did not realize yeah, prior, I, uh, prior to this you had a solo project, or I would have tried to check that out a little bit too. I know. That's a, I'm actually putting out a new solo album on April 7th. It's under the name Mike Herz, H E R Z. That's what I play under. My last name's Herzenberg. Okay. I just go by Mike Herz, H E R Z. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like singer songwriter folk stuff. I was always a big Bob Dylan fan, like when I was younger. Dylan and like, you know, the Springsteen. Uh, mm Josh Ritter, you know, those really wordy songwriters. Yeah. And uh, I was big into that. And so I've done a bunch a bunch of different ones. I did a live album at Rockwood Music Hall uh, years ago in 2017. That was cool. And uh, I met Joe, the guy, you know, the lead guitarist in our band, from seeing him at a gig, and he was accompanying his now wife on a, on a set, and he played, like, mandolin, lead guitar, like acoustic lead stuff, and a banjo in one set. And I was like, I got to talk to that dude because he knows how to yeah. play a lot of stuff. And it was like not overly done. It was like really nice, like, you know, textures to the songs and whatnot. So we kind of, we were talking about, hey, you know, like we should maybe put together a project where we where we can get a little louder and explore, you know, some more layers of sounds and stuff. So we still, we, we went through a couple of different drummers. These drummers are hard. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we kind of found a nice little group here that works. That's pretty much the long and short of it. Solo stuff. I played all over the place. I was I was really pushing. I was going like playing shows in Boston and yeah. driving home through the night to New Jersey and trying to go teach high school kids like half asleep. <clears throat> it was that was yeah. rough when I first. That balance is tough. Hardcore man. Yeah, um, yeah but those days are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you by chance know uh, a dude named Jeff Campbell? Jeff Campbell. The only reason I bring him up 
is because he now has a band called Wisher, who we played with last time we played at Grape Room in Philly. Uh-huh. And um, he has a similar sort of story to you. I've had him on the podcast. Really? I'll have to look him up. Sounds familiar. Jeff Campbell. That's a cool name. I've definitely seen that band name before. Yeah. He was, he's a, he was a teacher too or did solo stuff and then got actually, to the band stuff? Actually, now I can't remember. Well, I he actually might. No, I think he's not a teacher, but I just mean um, he was doing pretty well at his solo effort for a while. I mean, up to the point I think he got on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that. Um, but sounded like, you know, he burned himself out, to paraphrase it a little, and, like, just fired up a new band recently. Yeah, it's the way to do it, man. Like, I, I, uh, I like changing it up. I have some friends that, like, really find their pocket and stay in it, but I, I try to, like, every time I do a new album or something to not not stay in my comfort zone as far as like too much. I won't always try to expand, you know. I, I didn't I wouldn't say I had like a like a fruitful solo career. I had some successes. Like I got into some cool songwriter things and some cool festivals. I played like the Rocky Mountain Folk Festival out in Colorado. I got to go elbows with some big names and I had some some beautiful moments but one thing yeah. about the band that's fun, as you know, is you can just get loud, and you don't need a, you don't need a quiet environment. You don't need a, a you know, like a, everyone's attention. If you're doing what you do, people will pay attention. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I can go both ways. I played a, a buttload of solo shows, you know, cover stuff. Mm. Obviously, it makes yeah. some money and that whole thing. And uh, I'm all about the song at the end of the day, especially when it comes to like the original stuff and. To the point that, like, I, I'm not sure. It, it depends on the band, but, like, sometimes if a band's just straight up too loud, I can't tell what the song is. <laughs> I mean, they all, they all blend yeah. together. Um, so sometimes I kind of like the, not necessarily solo, but I like where you're coming from in, in that you were solo, or maybe still are in some ways, and um, apply that to the band, because I feel like that's automatically going to make you, like, at least more mature, if nothing else, and, you know, maybe be able to yeah, hear man. your songs a little bit more clearly, <laughs> you know? I'm definitely a lyrics person. Like, I've always been yeah. a lyrics. Uh, that's how I originally got, like, drawn into music. I I always liked hearing songs that floored me, like, really made me feel like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, very, you know, like, those type of moments. And they're not always easy to find when you're, when no. you're a picky songwriter. I'm a pretty picky songwriter, like, listening person fan and um but yeah i always try to write um stuff that i feel can grab hold of somebody in some way and uh that was always why i got into it and i do definitely try to maintain that even with the band because we have some songs that can be like you know i would say more like you know leaning towards some like rock punk stuff but we also have some like stuff that's really kind of like maybe even folk rock or like just indie rock in that yeah. vein of like the counting crows stuff like that the wallflowers i throw that out a lot of boomers and they ask me when i when like yeah. when we play i'm like oh, we're kind of like the counting crows a little bit rem no yeah i i, I mean um I can't speak for all the bands on this bill, but you'll definitely fit along with us really well because we sound like we should have just been playing music in the 90s or releasing music in the 90s. So at this point, I, I call it just modern 90s is what I tell people. 
Like, oh, I like that. I'm stealing that from you immediately. Yeah, go that's ahead. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> um, Modern 90s. Yeah, I like that. That's basically us in a nutshell, so it'll be cool. But, um, yeah, to, to to get into your songs a little more, um, were you originally from Jersey? Or were you, are you transplant? Yep. Okay. Nope, I'm, I'm, I'm Jersey lifer, dude. I'm born and raised here. I actually live now in the town that I grew up in. I lived other places, but I came back. I have a daughter. I live here, and uh, yeah, I like it here, man. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little small town life. Um, That's cool. Definitely Jersey bleeding through. Yeah, Jersey has put out great, great bands over the years. I mean, obviously Springsteen, but you know, Gaslight mm-hmm. Anthem is a, is a big favorite of mine, of course. Yeah, um, got some great bands here, man. But uh, the reason I ask is because, like, you know, especially on uh, window seats, you know, I was checking out the video and stuff, and uh, it's almost like a country southern rock feel to it. So that was unintentional, but yes, um, it does have that. <laughs> so I almost assumed you were originally from, like, maybe you know, the Carolinas or something. Yeah, no, I. I mean, I, I had an uncle that lived down in the Carolinas, but that song kind of just um, ended up having sort of that, I think, that simple chord progression kind of back and forth. Um, and I know, and I it's funny because <laughs> I was, like, talking to this one girl, and she was, like, asking me about my music, and I played her that way. Window seat song. She's like, "Oh, so you're a country singer?" I'm like, "No, I'm not country yeah. singer." And I was getting all defense. I was getting all defensive. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "It's not an insult." I'm like, "No, I'm not saying it. it's." I got like, I didn't even know this girl, and I got like an argument with her. It was like our initial <laughs> conversation. Nice. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people have said that it does definitely. I mean, I'm from a rural area, um, and I think it yeah. kind of comes through sometimes in that folky, you know, in that 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 kinship between folk and country music. No, it's cool. I've I've literally because of my voice, if I really don't adjust like my speaking accent or singing accent, I mean I I, I sound country. Like I cover a bunch of country songs. It, you deep know. voice dudes get that. Yeah, it's the baritone. I have a yeah. pretty deep voice, and I yeah. think that kind of yeah, I hear that. So like I've debated just going straight up country or country rock. Um, you'll hear like our new song i guess when we play it but it's it's called give me back my guitars and it's a little bit of a joke but it's definitely based in reality and um it sounds i think as country as we've got so far so yeah that, you know maybe you just gotta get the cowboy hat dude. maybe we should just, uh, <laughs> just do it i've thought about it because my the producer i work with i mean we almost always do he almost always does rock stuff and so do I, but I'm like, we both love country. So I'm like, yeah, maybe we should just fucking sell out. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. So, so I mentioned before Joe, the lead guitarist, and he also writes, you know, a little bit for the band. We split writing and he wrote this new song called freight train. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I called him up and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I could sing this man. And I think a big part of it is because I felt like it had too much of the stigma of like, that classic, you know, like cliche country, yeah, uh, you know, phrasings uh, and and just lyrics, lyric wise. But then he's like, then we actually rehearsed it. It was way more fun than I thought. So we're gonna keep it. But you know, like, it's funny. I don't know why. I kind of always had. I think I've seen a lot of 
like stadium country that I'm not really into. Yeah. And I think some of that has turned me off to just the idea of it. But there's plenty of country musicians that I cherish and love. That and like the cool thing about the genre these days is that there's some crossover now between like it sounds like Nashville was split into two worlds for decades, which is like the sort of outlaw Merle Haggard country and then this straight up Garth Brooks pop country. And I feel like in the modern area, you know, with people like Tyler Childers and uh, St- even Stapleton, actually, they've yeah. kind of brought, you know, the big burly guys with beards out from the West Virginia hills into like the more mainstream uh, country, which is cool. Yeah, because that's I always like that. Stuff. And they know how to turn a phrase, and they're, and they're not yeah. generic, and and they're good storytellers too. On top of right, it, you know, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I agree with you. It's not all dirt road and trucks and beer and girls and yeah. blue yeah. jeans. Yeah, so. you just named them all. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I could be an AI songwriter for <laughs> country songs. Oh, my God. That's a scary <laughs> thing, dude. I, I saw you like I was like scrolling. I guess it was Instagram, and I couldn't fall asleep. And I saw this like DJ in Europe. I forget what country. <laughs> and yeah. he like use AI technology to create a verse that was in the style of Eminem's, the rapper Eminem's writing. Did you see this? Yeah. Well, and you it, can do it. it with... sat... Yeah, but anybody, right? Yeah. And then he created the voice of Eminem, and so he used it for his, like, DJ, like, you know, dance party. Yeah. And it sounded like Eminem had contributed a verse and, like, recorded for his set. And it was like, oh, my God, dude. It was, it was wild to me. Damn, that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen if it gets I famous know, I was, enough. I was wondering like where the legal ramifications lie with this AI stuff. It's about to get real weird down the down the line here as it progresses. Well not to like nerd out on, on like teaching too much on the music podcast, but like even today we had a student, sweet kid. But he definitely submitted a paper for a basic assignment, right? That was from, nowhere near his wording. Yeah, from and chat. It was very, chat. very obvious. Yeah. yeah. And, but like, but in the old days, or up until now, it was very easy to catch somebody plagiarizing and taking someone else's work. Right. Like with the AI stuff, it's really not like as cut and dry as being able to prove that you've taken it from somewhere. Not at all, mm-hmm. man. It's tough. So I'm like, uh, I know you cheated, I just can't prove it. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's going to be, like I said, a wild west. It's going to be a uh, weird thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But I figure, you know, there's always going to be a place for humans in songwriting, even if the bots get better than us at it, you know. We'll yeah, humans got to perform it. Maybe it'll just push live music more. I mean... There's always a positive side, even if if there's a negative. It's sort of like this stuff, like like social media. Like, I mean, you could, a lot of people will say you're going to drown in in the oversaturation of it all. But on the flip side, it's like free. So, I mean, you don't really have to pay. I mean, I know they always say if, if you don't have to pay, then you are the product, so to speak. But it's at least for bands, it's like, I mean, hey, well, I don't know how you would have done stuff for shows, you know, posting flyers in bathrooms and shit back in the day. That just sounds miserable. I don't know. 
it's funny because I, I really was trying to think of like other ways and like to promote big gigs and um years ago for this one show i played at rockwood it's like 2018 i think i uh i sent out like in the mail like invitations like it was to a party and like oh, that's the nice. only time i that's it's the only time i ever did it yeah um and it really really worked like we really like filled the room but then i was thinking like I don't really think I could pull that card again. Like, you know, like I, no. I, I did it. So it's like, I think there are creative ways to, to promote your gigs, um, but you can't, you can't overtax people. You know? Yeah. It's like your mailing list or your friend group or whatever. It's like, yeah, you, you can do that exactly once. Right. Maybe once every five years. I don't exactly. know. But like <laughs> after that, it's okay. They're like, all right, we get it. Um, you're playing music dude but uh we have like a life and uh yeah we got stuff going on and, the, and when i first started i don't know about you like when i first really got into it was playing gigs at first it was like almost like i was very disappointed or i don't know what my mindset was but i think i expected everybody to come all the time and then yeah. uh then i realized like you know now i've been doing this for so long i'm just like hey throw it out there if you're free if not no big deal and it's like i think you gotta got to have that mentality like people have their lives they want to be part of it cool and if not no big deal yeah and then like i don't know i don't i think you just got to write good songs and then you know maybe get want to blow up on tiktok or something but um on the on the practical level um it i really think like the venue and the community plays like the biggest aspect into getting consistent shows and it it yeah. starts it starts with like all the pieces i mean whether it's promoters doing work or the bar just having a good vibe or even like having consistent photographers and stuff like that like you know you got to show people that it's going on consistently so like you know even on the the fridays and saturdays when it's raining people are just sitting in on the couch or whatever, scrolling, doom scrolling on Instagram, they at least see it's happening. So like when it is nice out or when they do feel like, you know, moving, uh, <laughs> going out, they're like, you know, that bar, yeah. I always see where something's happening. Like, let's go check that place out. You know, I kind of think I believe it's more in, in that now than I believe in the bands themselves almost. I mean, within reason. It's a great point, man. You know, I was just, when you were just saying that, like, it's almost like every place that does consistent live music should have somebody that's like paid to be their social media content person who like slices yeah. up video and like puts together recaps of the nights and like, you know, kind of really showcases what's happening there because it benefits everybody. Yeah. And then on the band side of things, like it's also up to us to kind of take some responsibility too. Like I was joking. Um, unfortunately, I guess I just found out our, uh, my buddy who does video and photography for us uh, probably won't make it. But I was like, he's honestly more important than the rhythm guitar player. Fuck it. He's more important <laughs> than all of us. Like, he's like the most important member because as much as we enjoy playing and having a good time, it only exists in that little orb of that moment in reality. Whereas to the rest of the world, it never, it never happened. And it didn't, it didn't exist without that element especially now in like the modern era 
So that good video footage is like such a crucial part. I've been I've been saying this a lot to our band, to part time custodian. I've been saying, you know, we play a gig in a certain area. It's not the worst idea in the world to hit up like you know and see who's done video at this venue before, what yeah. their rates are, and it's, it's almost worth spending some money to have it done right because that's like that's your product that's your resume right there and you, and you can use that to further your career um hell yeah yeah man uh, and uh maybe i'll, you're maybe in I'll scramble after this well you're in luck i mean on the subject um you could possibly check out some of my other pages later but i i run one called part-time rockstar productions obviously as an extension of the pod mm-hmm. and uh so i do video if i'm at a show you're guaranteed that I'm doing video and uh, photo uh, for all the bands. I mean, I definitely appreciate a, uh, a nice cold yeah. shot of Jaeger or some, you know, a couple beers or something. It uh, definitely doesn't hurt. Dumb. But, Dumb. Um, <laughs> but you can check it out and see what you think. And um, I've been getting a lot better at it uh, since I started. And um, okay, so you'll you'll have content. I promise you. Oh, Brett, thank you. So. That's uh, that's really exciting. I, that's really great. Cause I was just thinking, like, oh shit, we're not gonna have anybody like to take good video. Uh, sometimes, like, some, Joe's wife will do some videos, but it's always like, you know, it's like short little clips for Instagram. Um, yeah, no, that's so. not unfortunately again in this era good enough. I hate to say it. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, you need. Um, you got to be aggressive, but, actually. <laughs> you got to be. You know, I'm doing yeah. this album release show in uh, in Booton, New Jersey. Who has a who has a cool band venue, by the way? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you about some Jersey band venues that you guys would probably really like. But, yeah, um, let's put a let's put a bill together. Yeah, man, and I'm gonna get a. But I'm having these uh these two young like kind of film guys come and they're gonna do like a two angle video of my uh, my solo project release in a couple weeks. So I'm pretty stoked for that because you know, like you said, man, you got to get that video. Otherwise, it's gonna oh, yeah. happen. I, I can also show you some tricks of the trade where you don't need two humans to get two angles. So we got two, two cell phones. <laughs> nah, man, it's the miracle of editing. Like I can get, I don't know, 10 angles just by myself and make it look like it's the shit. You know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah, man. I'll, so, I'll pick your brain about that. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to get better about that too. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, man, YouTube University. It's a real thing. Oh, my God, it is. I was telling kids the other day, someone was asking about learning the guitar. I'm like, back in the day, you had to sit across from a human. And when you didn't understand something, you had to humble yourself and ask them to show it again. (laughs) Now you you have to just press pause, and you just freeze the frame and look at their fingers, and you can just rewind. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, you could literally learn anything on youtube now it's absurd i don't know how people lived in the before times and had to look shit up you can even when you're learning music it doesn't even have to be a tutorial you can hit the slow-mo button to whatever speed you want i don't know if people know that but you can drop it down to like 25 percent, 75 percent, whatever speed you need and just watch freaking jimmy page play like as slow as you need for this solo and just bam you're good that's crazy yeah i didn't think of that that's wild yeah it's not to mention guitar tabs and everything else so i should do that with some piano i play so i play like i play like rhythm guitar and and uh, keys in the band 
but I'm like, just, you know, I just play like really basic keyboard. Like I just play, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more than enough for what we're doing. Cause like, we're not doing like, I'm just, I'm just hitting like octaves and, and different, you know, chords. But one of my goals, I wish I'd have like new goals. I'm like, I just want to like learn some more tricks on the piano, you know, yeah, yeah. over the, over the next, that's like an ongoing lifelong thing. I feel like oh, we'd be <laughs> Hell sniffing yeah. around trying new stuff. Yeah. I've definitely thought about that as well. Um, so I was going to feature window seats, obviously, since that appears to be the hit uh, by all measures and accounts. Um, yeah, we've got some good follow, good likes. What is it called? Good streams. Streams. <laughs> streams on yeah. that. Yeah. The kids are streaming. Right, cool, man. I added it to our our playlist as well for the podcast. And then um, I guess what I was going to ask is if there's another song that maybe doesn't get the uh, light of day always that you feel good about or wanted to talk about or even better if it has like a, a good story behind it. And I could put that on here too. I think uh, maybe that there's a song as bad as you want it on there. And uh, yeah, that's an interesting one because the way it was written was my band made Joe came up with the music first. Right. And I kind of wrote, I wrote to music that wasn't mine. I think that was my first time in my life ever like, being given like a, a structured thing he recorded it and i just sat down and just kind of hummed it out and just figured it out that way almost the reverse of anything i've ever written before in my life and uh it kind of came out cool i don't know I, I like it we have a fun time playing it live yeah it's kind of about being mindful you know kind of about the idea that things can be as shitty as you want them to be or they could be wonderful and like you know, almost like it's a choice people can make there's yeah. these roadblocks and things you can't control, but you can control your approach. It's kind of the idea behind that song. Right on. Yeah, if you could send me over that MP3, that'd be great, and I can uh, get that on here. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Do you want me to send you the uh, the link on Spotify, or just send you uh, the actual MP3? I think I got it somewhere. Yeah, the files to both songs would be the most ideal, you if you wouldn't mind. I got them. I got them lying around somewhere for sure. Cool. Well, awesome. um, we only got one band practice for the shows this weekend. Um, we almost actually never practice in general, which is probably not good. But um, we're going to try to practice for this weekend. So I, I believe the guys are starting to get get their act get together going. over there. So I'm probably going to get out here soon. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to throw our stuff together tomorrow night. We're getting each other so we know what we're doing. But nice. uh, this is great, man. I appreciate it. It was great meeting you on here, and I look forward to uh, seeing you in the flesh on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, and um, while I'm thinking about it, we also are driving back. Like, after our gig in New York City, we're going just straight to Philly at night so we can hang out in Philly all day. So if you do end up being around the Yunk, apparently, as the uh, – people call it over there uh there's some good breweries and bars as you know so we'll be haunting one or four of those probably prior to the show awesome so i gotta let right, you cool. know Maybe, um if you yeah, get in early keep me up there i think i'm probably gonna get there like around between five and six but uh we'll see i'll be around there i'll be there in late afternoon right well i'm gonna try to get this out in the airwaves definitely by friday but maybe even before so beautiful all right, awesome, man. Part of my pacing. I'm such a pacer when I talk. And I've been like, I think I've walked around my house like six times. Just yeah, I was wondering wonder what you're doing, actually. I was like, are you like looking I for something? I just walk. Oh, okay. No, I just walk. I don't know why. Oh. I've always been in 
passed away since I was a teenager. I, my mom used to say I used to be on like the old school phone and just walking and talking. I don't know why I do this. I could like I should do it more yeah. and get better exercise. Just super ADD. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks, man. All right, dude. I'll uh, see you soon. All right, take care. Later. Bye. Yeah, thanks to Mike for coming on the show, and thank you for listening. If you made it this far, the song that you're hearing in the background is called As Bad As You Want. I used to think all the things I wanted Went hand in hand with the things I need Sell it for cheap, walk outside and breathe When will we get to this place we're going? I can't go back to the space we've been Time is our enemy and our only friend All the days come and go The dark lifts and the sky shifts when it's told so
lifts and the sky shifts when it's torn home. It can be as bad as.